0: Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Dumbbells. Your one and only source for all things nutrition, fitness, wellness, and lifestyle. From busted up sex drives to bung holes at the gym and everything in between. So we're here. <laughs> this is it. What you've been waiting for. <laughs> another one.
1: Exactly. So what's w- the expression you ate with like, is it baited breath or something funny?
0: I think that's how you say it, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> baited.
1: I think I'm going to have to Google it when we're done.
0: I have no idea. So this is the second time we're doing this topic uh, because we had a technical f- up that uh, jacked up a great episode. So Exactly. Um,
1: and we can't duplicate greatness. No, so but we're going to try. We're going to try.
0: So we um, we had this whole thing laid out on how to overcome plateaus. And it's inevitable that when you do something long enough, you're going to get st- stagnant. And your interest, your body, you know, your determination your just your the context of your life could end up interfering with your progress so plateaus happen and Mm -hmm. most people I think once they hit a plateau they just drop out and they when you stop seeing gains or you stop seeing progress and you stop seeing that you're still moving in a forward direction it's um, difficult for most unprepared people just to kind of see through it and figure themselves out there's a lot of patience involved obviously but you also have to know yourself you have to have a pretty good mastery of um, how nutrition affects you. You have to understand what your body is telling you, you know, so we're going to share some of the top tips, I guess, on how to overcome plateaus, when to recognize them. Mm -hmm. Now we'll start with you. So typically where do you, where do you see yourself plateau the most and what gets your attention the most? Is it, uh, is it weight? Is it strength? Mm-hmm. Is it uh, just general how you feel? Mm-hmm. I mean, so what What are your number one plateaus?
1: Yep. My uh, number one is always how I feel. And what I can tell from all of my history of this is that when I start to feel bloaty and I start to not sleep well and I start to have issues in the P-O-T-T-Y, <laughs> then... I have to take a hard look at what I'm doing and for me when I get on the scale when I'm starting to feel yucky and I'm not sleeping and everything the scale and how I feel tie it's hand in hand so I am always up in weight when I feel crappy
0: so you're calling that a plateau yes not like a backslide
1: yep I would say it's yeah I'd say plateau
0: now when um what type of progress do you need to keep seeing to say that you're still moving forward? Is it though with scale always th- is moving in the positive direction or are you able to hold the line and live a different lifestyle? What What is it that shows that you're still moving forward as opposed mm-hmm. to a weight plateau?
1: Yeah, mine is how I physically feel in my own clothes. So while the scale could be a few pounds higher than, you know, maybe I'd like to cause I'm definitely messed up when it comes to numbers on a scale mm-hmm. Um, mine is if I can button my favorite pair of jeans, if I don't have to worry about tugging on my clothes or anything, trying to hide, you know, muffin top or Mm -hmm. anything like that, then that's enough to keep me in line. If I, if I'm not tugging, if I am buttoning up my jeans, if it's looking in the mirror and going, all right, I still look tight for me. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I start to see the physical change, that's where I struggle the most.
0: Now, what about with, um actual lifting or your endurance um, Yeah. what are the key things uh, are you okay if endurance takes a dip but strength doesn't or if strength takes a dip and you notice your endurance is still on point which one of those two kind of lights you up the most and kind of frustrates you
1: um strength frustrates me more so i am i'm pretty lucky i'm not i'm not a cardio junkie but i'm pretty strong cardio wise and that's not to toot my own horn it's just it's, it is not as hard for me to do cardio as it is for me to lift. So when my strength takes a dump, mm-hmm. it drives me absolutely <laughs> batty. And you, you batty. recognize that,
0: you know, you've, you've already said a couple things that when you don't feel optimal, yep, uh, it's a no brainer that you're going to see translation, not just on how you feel, but in your strength always. So there's a, I don't know the exact number, there's a. There's a 10 to 15% swing Uh in when you can peak performance as far as your weights. Mm -hmm. So, and everything that's got to be on point to enable that to happen. Your sleep has to be on point. Your recovery has to be on point. You have to have the right amount of um, strength recovery between cycles of where Mm -hmm. you're trying to maximize your, your lifts and your, you know, your, your strength progress, your strength progress. But at any one time if something's at a kilter or at a round, yes. you'll see a dip and it's just gonna be a feel. You can put your hands on the bar or on the oh, dumbbell yes. and you're like, I can tell this isn't there. Yeah. Um, so your physical connection with the actual modality. Absolutely. Can, you can just all of a sudden recognize like it's just not today. Right? Oh yeah. And that sucks.
1: Well the worst is and you pegged it, it is not even like, you know, you're going for a bench press with a barbell or dumbbells and you're like, Oh, I can't. I can't even nudge the weight. It's for me, because I'm more of a dumbbell girl, it's picking up the weight you're used to benching, <laughs> and you pick it up, and you're like, this is never going to happen. <laughs> like, I don't even think I can calf raise this weight, let alone
0: There's some. <laughs> um, so you <clears throat> your neural connection, so your ability to, for your brain to actually send signals to contract muscle, mm-hmm. even at that level, if you're impaired, if you're dehydrated if you're not nourished if you're not uh, hitting your um if you're not nourished right, right you can recognize that even your brain can't send the right signals because mm-hmm. you can be off yep and uh, it's it's not just a primal mechanism like well once you've got it you've always got it because the mind and the ability to to push through those difficult things those mm-hmm. oppositions in life not just you know the weights mm-hmm. but if you hit that mental barrier we're like i can't and no, i ergo I won't and why even try so plateaus to me um I've since I've been working out pretty steady for um, 25 30 years yeah right and I recognize that for someone with a training age of a couple decades training age just how long I've been in that environment there are times that I just don't see gains anymore like you do when you start out. When your mm-hmm. training age is young, three years or less, you're always hitting incremental progressive markers. You're going to see PRs and gains, and it's going to come very fast. Right. But then as your training age gets older, your ability to see progress naturally, mm-hmm. natural progress, not just pharma, uh, pharmaceutical, pharmacological, but if you start to recognize that there's a cap on what you can do, there's going to be optimal days and non-optimal days. Mm-hmm. And the goal is to maintain a minimum standard. hmm so if I know there's a certain uh, rep on a bench, or there's a there's dumbbells, or there, there's something going on, I know that I'm typically going to be in that eighty to ninety percent range. At will, I can pull probably eighty to eighty-five. Although I won't even say it's as good as ninety, mm-hmm. but eighty to eighty-five percent of my potential is always available. But it's that eighty-five to one hundred that's it's not always there. Right. And there's a couple times throughout the year where I have to make a very disciplined approach to say, okay. This is my goal. This is what I'm training for, and this is what I'm pursuing. Mm-hmm. And in those things, I do have to dial in my personal life. You know, the food's got to be on point. The booze has got to be out of it. I've got to make sure my supplementation's on point. Uh, the hydration's going to be on point. And I know in that moment with all that, that work and energy that goes into about six to eight weeks is when I start seeing it all come together. Right. I can ride that wave for about two months. Mm-hmm. And that's just where I get physically burnt out. Right. from doing all the discipline and, and um, walking the line and everything. Because at some point, your social life, it will start to demand a little bit more attention than mm-hmm. what the gym's going to allow. Yes. So for me, um, I'll notice it more in strength. When I notice that my weight does start getting sideways, I don't call that a plateau. I call that more of a um, just a deviation. So mm-hmm. when my focus, either it goes towards business or it goes towards a personal life or it goes towards vacations or whatever it is, and I get pulled off target, it's easy for everything to kind of settle mm. into a mediocre right. for me. So for me, it, it just becomes very mediocre. When I'm not exceptional in my lifts, I'm not exceptional in my speed, I'm really only obeying mm. 60% of the lifestyle that I need to feel great. Right. Um, but there's a couple times during the year where I'm just all on it, and there's the rest that I'm, I don't want anything to do with it.
1: Oh, yeah. You're a freak. You are, though. So, like, you're... Well... You can... What's cool about you, I mean, freak in a good way, is you can dial up and dial down and switch gears and do whatever you need to do without... You don't really have that mental battle of, like, where I would be like, man, I'm on, you know, like a bad carb kick or something. I just can't get out of it or whatever. You can do... I almost feel like you could have like a bite of something and then just get right back into it because it's not in line with your goals to stay away from it or keep, I'm sorry, the opposite. Yeah. I know what you mean. Mm -hmm. There's,
0: I have gotten myself into a position where I had to pull back on what I say and the facial expressions that I make at the gym and stuff. I don't, I don't operate in the gray. Um, no, I try not to in any part of my life. It's either, it's either it's all in or it's all out. Well, I think, I think the gray is lazy and Mm -hmm. I, um, I think people that live and exist in that space, there's nothing remarkable ever Mm -hmm. because you can't summon enough to be a full on slob Mm -hmm. because that's not your style, but you also aren't going to live chasing, you know, your ideal hope, your goal. Right. And I'm not suggesting that somebody needs to live to anybody else's standards, but their own. But if Mm -hmm. you've got it in your minds, I want to be that. And you keep coming up with reasons to not do that. Right. Then it's the ability to summon the will to do those things. Mm -hmm. And, because I had weight issues growing up, because I had weight issues in my 20s, I had a spell in my 30s, I recognize, um, I th- I think we might have talked about this on the, the last attempt, when I did physique competition, mm-hmm. I learned at the uh, the tail end of that program that I was on, I did f- four or five months of just turning my life inside out. Right. I was like, okay, I've got to be more of this. i got to be more of that. I can put more time into my training, doing doubles a day every day. Mm-hmm. And it came down to the last three to four freaking weeks out of four or five months that everything came together. Yeah. And then I was like, what the hell? You know, yeah. I've been killing myself <laughs> all this time, somewhat eating something bad, somewhat training well, somewhat training off. And this was most of my adult life mm-hmm. that I would live in this pocket of 60 to 80% compliant and I was always chasing five pounds. I was always five oh, pounds yeah. off my mark. I was always yeah. soft. I didn't have any cut, you know. And then all of a sudden, I realized after doing this physique competition that in the last three to four weeks, I was able to manipulate everything.
1: It's wild. And
0: I was like, I wasted five months when all I had to do was kind of coast into this point. Right. And ever since then, I've been able to either turn the dial on or off. Mm-hmm. And if, it's, if it comes down to where there's a vacation or there's a photo shoot or there's something I was doing for film. Yep. Um, I would just be like, okay, here we go. I got three weeks of behaving like this and it's gotta be all. Yeah. And in three weeks I can manipulate anything I want. I can drop massive weight, massive body fat in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as you, st- you, you if you can play in that space, you can always manipulate your outcome. Yeah. And most people won't do the three to four weeks it takes to get there.
1: It's, I think that's part of the, um, biggest issue, with conversations I've had mainly with women is it's you know you can see this really great weight loss or this really great you know strength gain or something but when you want that final i mean what is it 1% you want that final thing that either you know pushes you into the next decade of numbers or drops your body fat to where you can see your abs or you know you just can't quite break 100 pounds on whatever lift you're trying to do, the work that you have to put in for that last, what, 1% to 5%, it is ridiculously amount uh, an amount of work over what you've previously done. Yes, And I think that is sometime where we find ourselves where we can't get over that plateau because either you don't quite accept the amount of work or you won't put it in.
0: Do you think it's got something to do with people don't believe it's going to pay off?
1: I think a lot of people don't believe in themselves enough that they will actually be able to get there. I 100%, so, 100% agree. You know, it's one of the it's the greatest exercise in the whole world to show commitment to um, wanting to be able to do something and that is the double under jump rope. And it's I love using this when talking to anybody about it because it's like, well, I just want to do it. And it's like, okay, did you practice? Well, no, I mean, how hard can it be? Well, if it was that easy, everybody would be able to do it. Mm -hmm. So, well, how long should I practice? Well, how soon do you want it? (laughs) Well, I want it tomorrow. Is that feasible? Well, if I can't have it tomorrow, I'm not going to put in the work. You know, it's this stupid jump rope that we've all tried doing. We've all thrown them across the room. We've cussed at it. (laughs) We've twisted it or whatever. And then when you've put in your time enough with that stupid rope and you string your first two or three, you feel like the king or queen of the Mm. world. And then you realize that all the work you put into it paid off. It's the same thing with women. For us, it is, and I don't know if guys are the same, if you weigh 150, you want to see 149. If you weigh 140, you want to see 139 most of the time, Mm. not everybody. But to get there, you sometimes have to change every single thing that you were doing to break through and get to those next numbers.
0: So I think we're, we're crossing into, we're crossing into a slightly different conversation because, uh, breaking a plateau and actually pushing through to where your ultimate goal is. Uh-huh. I think they're related. Mm-hmm. Um, but the two, it, breaking a plateau is the first step. Into to getting your mind into a position where you're gonna to continue to see progress when you've stalled, obviously. Right. And then once you have that momentum, do you have what it takes to push through and get to the ultimate goal? Right. Because usually do you give a shit about a plateau if you're not really pushing for something? I think Oh gosh, no. No. So I think the word plateau, when we talk in plateau, we're saying that you or the individual has an earnest interest yes. in getting somewhere. Oh yeah. Okay. So that's as far as those get related. And mm-hmm. even though it's two different mental uh, challenges with mm-hmm. adopting the all or nothing eye of the tiger. You know, I'm gonna do whatever it takes. Right. Um, and then the people that are just like, well, if I could just get five more pounds on my, uh, you know, right. or if I could hit the 139, or mm-hmm. if I could just row under two minutes, you know, right. every 500. So if if there was something there, now what some people need, um, and I, I I know we had talked about internal motivators and external motivators. So mm-hmm. when you have an extrinsic motivator, these are things that. Something on the outside that gives you energy or power yep. um, that tells you you can push through it. Mm-hmm. When I was um, in my twenties, for me it was a new pair of shoes. So <laughs> I knew that it was game on if I, if shoes. I got new kicks for my for the for the gym. And because I was so butt ass broke back then, if I f- scraped together the money for creatine,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I was like, oh, it's game on. You know, I just committed. You know, three lunches, I skipped three lunches this <laughs> right. week to go out and buy this you know tub of creatine. And the extrinsic motivator for me was, well, if I'm going to supplement, I'm going to see this through. Yeah. And I had to have that external force. I mean, Mm -hmm. and that thing empowered me. It was like, uh, it was like my cape and, but there was something externally that did it for me. Mm -hmm. And today I'm so used to taking those things and you know, I've got more shoes than probably you do that. You have
1: more (laughs) shoes. I'd like to, I want to, you and Shannon, the two of you need to lay out your shoes. I would put you two as having more shoes than anybody I've ever known in my entire
0: life. <laughs> Challenge accepted. The, Challenge Shannon. But the, uh, <laughs> the, the idea that external now does it for me, it mm-hmm. is, I think when you're not as mentally tuned and you're not as disciplined and you don't have the confidence in yourself, you need the external things. Right. And when, I, when the individual can, has achieved a goal mm-hmm. and you backslide and you want to get back to it, mm-hmm. you know it's possible. You've broken that four-minute mile. You know, right. five minute mile and you're like, I could do this. I've done it before. I know I can do it.
1: Mm-hmm. So would you say you sometimes use things, use something like a pair of shoes or something with, if you break through a plateau on something, that's kind of your reward or are you saying because you invested money in a supplement that, or money in shoes, you are going to see it through? So you have, you make a purchase or you make a commitment and then you follow it through.
0: That's me telling the world. I'm serious about what I'm getting ready to do. I like it. Um, it can be a new, new pair of shorts. It can be a new top. It just had to be something mm-hmm. that changed. So when there's something externally different about me, I mm-hmm. behave differently. And that's, that's probably a psychology lesson in that one. But um, most people need that external thing. Right. Some people need their coaches to be that thing. Yep. And with everything we've ever taught, whether it's uh, life at our gym, whether it's shapeshift, my... My inst- my teaching model is that if you're not self-sustaining, it's never going to work. Because mm-hmm. if you need me, and this isn't great for business, but if you need me to no. get you to the goal, you're never going to maintain it. And I can't be the external motivator. I can no. get you along the way. I will show you the path. I will clean the bricks. I will do whatever I have to to get you moving in that direction. But when it, when it comes down to it, I don't want to be the new pair of shoes for somebody.
1: Well, I don't think another human can be that. I mean we're very lucky that we're in a business together where we can hold each other accountable but I can't I can't have you follow me around and monitor everything I do 24 hours a day 7 days a week to get me to my goal. Mm-hmm. I can make a declaration and you can help me but ultimately when you leave the house am I finishing off water or am I running down the street and getting, you know, a a liter of soda and yeah. guzzling it. So
0: Yeah. And I want to make sure this comes this comes out right. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that I there's a, there's a very thin line about what I'm saying and what somebody might be hearing. I'm happy to be somebody's guide yeah. and mentor. Completely but different. But I cannot be um, I wouldn't and I don't like coaches that do this shit either. I no. don't know, like weight watchers. I use that's an example of a service that when they are out of it when they're out of the mix, weight watcher people fail. Yes, Because they don't have the accountability, they don't have the points, they don't have the food, yep. and Weight Watchers, they have built their model on you needing me mm-hmm. for life. I would rather create people that pay it forward
1: Absolutely. and
0: can summon that kind of will at, when they want to. Exactly. Um, I've never, I've always thought um, that it was a very prey on the weaker if I inserted myself into the mental decision-making process of somebody, mm-hmm. and it's like... And, and I tr- I tried when we first opened the gym. I was like, I will be the the, the guy for everybody. Exactly. I think that's probably the reason I don't want to do it now. Yeah. Because when I wasn't available, I was the reason they failed. Yes. And that shit sucked.
1: Well, it does, and especially for your personality type, um, it feels like you let that person down, and it's not something that's easy to swallow at all. I mean, in whatever area of your life, if you're somebody's boss and You've been talking about some big promotion and yeah. in the end, the higher up said, they're not going to get it. You feel like you let them down, yes. but to rely on somebody else to be your everything with your health and fitness, you can't, I mean, we don't know everything that goes on with our clients and athletes all the time to be able to say, you know, what are they struggling with that they, they don't need to share it with us. Yep. We're, we're not a therapist, so to speak. So maybe there's some stuff that they don't feel like walking in and saying, you know, I'm having trouble in this area of my life. But instead it's like, wait, I thought you said I could get here. But we, we don't know what they're dealing with. So that's a hard...
0: That's a, that's a perfect example of stepping into an area where there should be a team of people to help that person definitely. overcome some of the psychological obstacles. Definitely. Now, as far as um, laying out a plan, yeah. developing grit coming up with a commitment letter. You know, there's things that you can do to where if, if in dialogue, I can't help somebody see their potential. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. Definitely. But for somebody else to say, I need you to be on demand for everything about my next six months or I will fail. Yep. Mm, We got to bring somebody else into this because something's not right. Absolutely.
1: No, I agree. And you know, it's interesting, especially you'd brought up shapeshift earlier. Um, the first three weeks in ShapeShift are really just kind of a get you back on track. And it's fun how you can see the success with some people because I think that they are fully committed. They're ready to break through a plateau or move on to the next big thing. And they just press forward and go with it. Yep. And then you see a lot of people that are also looking for what you were just talking about, which is, well, I need you to tell me every single day how to take these ingredients, put them together, and help me with something I'm going to enjoy. That's Weight Watchers. It's like, but where? That's Weight Watchers. But even that, on so much a much smaller scale, is something. It's like, well, what if I tell you to, you know, put some cinnamon on a banana, and you hate cinnamon? Yeah. Then it's going to be the next thing. So it's a hard. I think it's a very hard balance in life to say, I'm going to do this and you fully commit knowing 95% is going to fall on you Mm -hmm. and 5% you can lean on to with your spouse or your best friend or a parent or sibling, you know, it's
0: the journey it's an, it's a solo journey. Mm -hmm. And if you are lucky enough, look at it like you're going to some tropical destination where you need somebody to actually help you pave a a path for you through the forest or through the jungle. Yep. That person isn't going to carry you. No. They're just going to kind of walk with you. Yes. All right? So what else do you think as far as plateaus? Um, Uh When we have clients that uh, struggle. Yep. And they hit that area of gray and things get in the way. If you can't prioritize your life, um, if your life, whether it's your job life, your personal life, your physical life, your dating life, Mm -hmm. if those things, if you can't hold on to control with those and we had talked about this also. Um, it was having those anchors. Mm-hmm. It was, it's, it's lifestyle anchors. Um, when I know I'm off track, and I'll come back to what I was just saying about um, just a moment ago. Mm-hmm. I know that if I've got something in my life that's out of wonk, okay? And there's, there's three major pieces. There's mm-hmm. three anchors, right? You've got your, um, your sleep. Yep. You've got your recovery. You've got your training. Mm-hmm. Um, I will even put it forth. You've got your food. Mm-hmm. So if you have anchors and you start sliding out of one of them, right. if, um, if my food is off, but my, I go to bed at the right time, my training is consistent and my uh, relationships are on point. I know that those anchors are in place. I can, I can rein one of those back in easily. Mm-hmm. But if I don't go to bed on time, my relationships are out of whack because my job schedule has got me traveling all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not eating right. Cause I'm on the road or I'm with friends that socialize in bad places. Mm-hmm. Um, if I don't have anchors to latch onto to, kind of recenter myself, I'm not going to break those plateaus, or I'm not going to get back on track. Right. So with a client that doesn't have their stuff dialed in, if, if they don't have these anchors, they don't mm-hmm. have these things in their life that they can lean into and say, well, I can manage my sleep. I can manage my, my training. I can dial in my nutrition pretty easy. And my relationships and personal life are on point. Those mm-hmm. four major pieces of those anch- those uh, those anchors, if they're all out of whack, mm-hmm. the chances of you being able to turn your stuff around by just going back to the gym regularly, it's going to be a struggle, and it's oh, going to be too hard. Big time. So those lifestyle anchor, anchors have to be in place before you're able to actually summon that stuff. So when we, we're talking about all this like it's something easy to do. Oh gosh! You have to have discipline in your life in mm-hmm. so, in some areas. Yeah. Um, if you don't, you're a, you're just going to keep falling short, and you're just going to keep disappointing yourself.
1: Exactly, and I think that's the biggest thing. Is it's At the end of the day, it's about how you feel about yourself and it's about how many times you're going to disappoint yourself and backslide and try to convince yourself that, you know, living your wild life is more important than feeling healthy and great about yourself. But if you really felt like that, it's, you wouldn't keep saying it.
0: There's, there's something in somebody's life that makes them doubt their belief yes. that they're on the right track. Exactly. Whether it's uh, jacked up family comments oh, or yeah. your significant other that's made some shitty comments yep. or, um, you just aren't at the level that you want to be. If you're an obstacle race person and you can't ever run a whole race, if you're yeah. a marathon person and you can never get past the 10, 15 mile long days, yep. um, you have to start looking real hard at yourself and either accepting it, which is mm-hmm. cool, but don't keep setting goals for yourself. They're not ready to commit to. Yeah. Um, because you're just going to keep setting yourself up for disappointment.
1: Nope.
0: And a lot of times we have a, in our mind's eye who we want to look like. We have yes. our, our internal image of ourselves Yes. when it doesn't line up with who we really are. So my internal self, I have an image, what I look like, what I, how I uh, run my business, how I handle my relationships, I've mm-hmm. got an image. Mm-hmm. And if my, real, my reality was in conflict with those beliefs... Um, I'd be upset and frustrated all the time. And Definitely, things wouldn't be right. Mm-hmm. So you get you have to kind of come to grips with what's real and what isn't.
1: Absolutely, no, I agree. And we've said it, I think, on every show we've had, or every show we've ever done, that your your goals and your reasons for breaking through or doing things they have to be real. And they have to be what you really want. And if you're, you know, a five foot two female and you weigh 250 pounds and you love yourself and you don't care that there's a chance, you know, you're on a path to being diabetic or you are, or you've seen your family history and it really starts to go downhill after you turn 45, but you're happy and the only change that you're looking to make is because you're tired of people talking about it, you're not going to be successful. So you've, you have to want it for you if you know, you're trying to break through a plateau for anything other than yourself, whether it's I'm trying to lift this or run this pace or weigh a certain amount or be a certain percentage body fat or even just change your diet to see if that breaks through something, you have to want it for you, not for anybody else for whatever reason is okay. And if you're the only person in your group of friends that doesn't want it, it's not going to happen
0: for you. And uh, just to be clear, that is not a plateau.
1: No, that, that's not a plateau. No,
0: that, that's, a, um, that's a mental social barrier yep. that you're not able to come to grips with. Right. Um, because you do have external forces pressing on what you should be. Right. That's different. Yes. That's, that's not a... Um, that's not a milestone, or that's not a, a plateau, and it's that's some, not something that we treat like an accomplished goal. Because being made to go to school <laughs> and coming out of it with a C or a D because someone made you go, right. versus um, later in life you have to pay for the whole thing yourself, you get upset when you're not getting A's. Right. Being forced to do something against your will, it's going to yield shady performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, pursuing something with you know heart and integrity is going to yield the best results. Absolutely. What else you got for breaking plateaus? Anything else that works for you? Does the shoes thing work for you? Shoes or a new outfit? No. Outfits usually, if you dress right, that'll get more performance. I think if you dress uh, like a rag, you're wearing your lawnmower gear and uh, dirty, runny shoes and yes. torn t-shirts. Well, I
1: mean, as I just did a post about, <laughs> don't, you know, if a photographer is coming around, don't wear your shorts to have a hole in the crotch. I don't have any, let's be honest, I don't have any bad workout clothes or bad workout shoes. What works for me the most to break through... You're high-end chica. I I am. Hey, I traded in the corporate duds for the gym duds. They got to be... We
0: spend more on your gym duds than we did on corporate duds.
1: That's because they're so much better. Um, (laughs) I would say for myself to... I think I am way more... I need way more of a breakthrough on a mental plateau than I do on anything else. And so as soon as I am mentally ready... To commit, all I have to do, and I'm so lucky, is tell you, because <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm people, write this down. everybody who, yeah, nobody believes me right now, but <laughs> he actually is pretty normal. Um, but all I have to do is make the declaration to you, because I know that you will support it, and I know that you are not going to be like, mmm, okay, Jen is that bite of rice in line with your goals <laughs> like you're not you joke and tease and stuff all the time but you also always set me up for success so as soon as I say like hey be oh my gosh I'm struggling hey guess what I did I bicep curled five pounds today because I've been eating like crap I've been sleeping mm-hmm. like crap and I'm like man you know all I wanted to do is get to the 25s and now I'm back at the fives then you're like hey have you tried this how's let's what do you want to do first? Do you want to clean up your diet or do you want to change gym routine? Or do you want to like you, you're such a huge support person for me.
0: This is something that you have, uh, you've grown significantly um, (laughs) since, since we started working out together. Um, because Way too long ago. we talked about it in other podcasts or the shows that um, spouses typically don't in- influence spouses and yeah. how you deliver that support and the, f- the frame of the tone and the body language and everything yes. is going to lay into either your person telling you to go pound sand yes. or you are an extrinsic resource for them yep. as a mentor. And you have gotten so much more, mentally tough mm-hmm. when you make the decision because I have to, you, well, you've got friends, you've got family, mm-hmm. you've got uh stressful situations. You've got, there's everything that affects you in life that affects the rest of us, but you have been able to dial all those things in. And now mm-hmm. you have anchors. Your, yes. your bedtime is anchored. Your recovery is anchored. Exactly. Um, your solo time. gen time is anchored. And yes. It's all dependable. So when you just need a twist or a tweak somewhere, Yep. It's easy because you've already gotten everything else in your life dialed in. Exactly. And it's taken you a long time as yes. far as it, uh, being an adult. Um, I didn't, I was never really content, super content with my physical self until mm-hmm. I was in my thirties, yeah, right yeah. around when I opened the gym. Yep. So 39, 40 years old. And it's not something that I struggled all the way up until that point, probably 37, 37, 38 years old is when mm-hmm. I finally said, it's time. Yeah. And that's when I stopped letting these other things affect my life. And a lot of times people think that, oh, well, you just, you've always been this way. Or oh, right. you I know and it hasn't. No. So when you're doing this now coming at it at your age, 40, 41, mm-hmm. that's where I was. Yes. And that's where I'd hit those points where I'm like, it's time to dial it up.
1: Exactly. And I think that it's what I wish people could realize is that, you know, to break through whatever it is, your mental plateau, physical, I mean, everything that ties together. I said earlier, the effort is huge. So I think for a lot of us and me for a very long time, it was just easier to just kind of black backslide, rather than push through a little bit more and get to something that makes you feel so amazing. So it's like, well, shit. I mean, you know, for me, it's it is a lot of it on a scale sometimes depending on the time of year i mean if we've got vacation coming up and it's us hitting the caribbean the scale starts to mess with me really bad and then it's like hold up that's not you scale back get get your life together for a minute and it's like think about you know what to do start pressing forward don't say i am so far gone that i might as well just a pack of Oreos yep. and do whatever. It's like, don't let yourself backslide so far because then the work is going to be 10 times as hard.
0: You're only ever two weeks. Two weeks is my favorite. If you can do 14 days of super discipline, you've got it made. Yep. It's breaking those initial habits. Yep. It's doing something different in the gym. Mm-hmm. It's uh, creating more lifestyle anchors. Yep. But after the 14 days, after that, it's just let it simmer. Because yes. keep doing what you're doing and you'll hit it. But that 14 days uh, represents where most people struggle. Yeah. Oh, but that was good uh, during the week, but I just goofed off on the weekends. Of Sorry, course. you start over. You don't get yes. five days, two off, five days on and say, oh, I've been at it for 10 days. You went five and had to restart. Exactly. Anytime you can't hold on to your, um, your routines and your rhythm, it sets the clock all the yes. way back. And a lot of folks, this is why I'm, I'm not a big fan of the cheat options or the days off or mm-hmm. the, the things that let people go back to their former uh, beha- habits and behaviors mm-hmm. that put them into the position that they're unhappy with. You can't go back and dabble with the needle if you're a heroin addict. and be like, hey, I got five days of sober. Course. Let me just go back and just, you know, one time for old time's sake. It is that life is on or that life is off. Mm-hmm. And if it's off, good on you. Go back and start hitting the needle. Yeah. If, it's, if you're like, I want to be there, then there is no time off. Right achieve it then you can talk and, and train things on you know, mm-hmm. manipulate your life any way you want to yep. but if you always fall short of your goals you are never going to have anything to stand on and you're going to chase that shit your entire life Yep. so plateau that's just a piece of the mm-hmm. that's just a piece of it but if you can't get past the two weeks don't talk about a plateau because no. you have a discipline issue
1: yeah and it's interesting too a lot of people think that change up in the gym means that you need to go from like a to z and do something crazy and it's I mean, when we've run internal challenges and everything, it's like, come to the gym 15 minutes early and get on a bike or a rower. Like, it's just the tiniest change up is sometimes all you need is this. It does not mean you have to start incorporating running seven days a week nope. or it's like, you don't have to run you off. Have, you don't want to. Yeah. Do you get a lunch hour at work? You know, can you take, instead of taking that full hour and, and going out with your coworkers five days a week? two of those days can you go for a walk you know it's just changing your mindset just a a tiny little bit and shocking your body I always say like re-wake it up Mm -hmm. and just say oh my gosh you know I'm ready for a change it's it's not going to take a lot to get started it really doesn't something's
0: got to be different though
1: yeah or it's you know for the gym it's like have you been going you know twice a week because you're finding excuses not real reasons You're finding it's too cold to get up. You know, I didn't get the seven hours of sleep I need. Well, you're laying in bed talking about you being tired. Get up and go. Yeah. You're
0: going to be tired anyway.
1: If you've been going two days, go three. If you're going three, go four. Like just change it up so that your body says, what the heck are you doing to me?
0: Something. Something's changed. Yes. And it will drive you. I know. For the record, you brought up double unders. It took me over six months. I was one of the last people to get it out of the... When we first started doing the the, the C-Fit thing, Yeah, um, I was one of the last ones, and I had to train every day for six months. I was the dead last person to get it.
1: You have probably 75 jump ropes. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Do you remember you would train with different shoes on, different shoes off, practice, 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 and at the time, we were on the gym floor that has the ridges that Mm -hmm. I'm still on, so shoeless hurt your feet. But I remember watching you practice. It took me over a year.
0: But it, mm. people don't see that side of it. They don't recognize that, um, oh, you know, you, you look at, you're, you're so good at this or you're able to master that. And this is with every And this is why now I don't want to discredit successful people, but you can't look at them on the surface and be like, oh, they're just so lucky. They're not lucky. People put in the time and, no. and they, they did what it took to get to their goal. Yeah. But if you deprioritize something to the point where you won't put in the work, then get good with not having the goal.
1: Exactly. Good for you,
0: you know, but um, I bled trying to figure out how to do double unders. I learned how to do it by sound until the radio came on and I couldn't hear my rope anymore. Exactly. And I screwed that up. So, yes. but it, that's what made the ability to accomplish that goal. Um, it was something in my life that I could always stand on and say, I can achieve things that I want to. Yes. Yes, they're hard and I have to put on the time. Um, the boot camp. Um and I, you don't recognize this when you're when you're young, um, but eighteen going into the military, what that thing did for setting up my goals mm-hmm. for what I think I because I walked into that thinking, I'm never gonna finish this. Yeah. And there were such major accomplishments that set the tone for my approach to things in life going forward. I didn't do anything substantial in the military. I didn't do anything, you know, outrageous mm-hmm. as, as an individual. I was just part of the part of the military. I was just yeah. that piece. But the accomplishments that I was able to do while I was in there they made me believe I was a badass. Yeah. Even though they were just small things, but they were big accomplishments in my life because I was just this redneck from nowhere, you know, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and the way I trained, the way I qualified, the way I got my, um, developed my job and my trade craft in the military, all those things—they were all exceptional. Yeah. And it—that to me, from now on, it's like, of course, I can do it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Is we have a, another, we have a 6am who's also former, um, army. And when he goes into his workouts, really, really nice guy will, he will talk when that class starts, he gets on it and he's like, I will finish your ridiculous list of exercises to do today because in the army there's, or I imagine all military, mm-hmm. but he specifically, he's like in the army, you finished no matter what it was, like you had to get it done. So it's like, not only, I think you first have to have a belief in your ability and then and then commit, and then it's like make your statement. I mean, he comes in and he's like, I will get through this workout.
0: That's the only difference between people to hit their goals and the ones that don't is mm-hmm. it's a mental decision yep. to, to get it.
1: And I think it's the same thing with a plateau. Of course it is. When it's you have to say, you have to believe in yourself. And even if it is a ridiculous goal that you're like, maybe in the back of your mind, this teeny tiny voice is like, this is going to be really tough. V- visualize it. Be like, I'm going to do Great. this and it's going to happen.
0: Good. Awesome. This was good. All right. Um, put some of these in practice guys. Um, we all hit these obstacles. We multiple times throughout the year, we're going to have highs and lows. Definitely. There's going to be things that we build successes on. There's things that's going to make us feel like we failed mm-hmm. and you just have to be able to keep moving forward. Um, Look at your plateaus for what they are. If you're missing those life anchors in life, you need to establish those before you start pointing fingers or getting upset at something else that's not working right. And that's going to be professional. It could be professional. It could be relationships. If you don't have things in life to keep you stable, Mm -hmm. you're going to have a hard time pulling through on one piece of life.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: But everything here is actionable and everybody can be a champ, um, especially in your own mind where you believe you can do anything you set your mind to.
1: Amen to that.
0: All right, brilliant. So we'll uh, we'll wrap this one up, and we'll catch you guys on the next one.
1: Sounds good. All right,
0: awesome. Have a t- uh, have a what was I gonna say? I was gonna say have a great day, but you.
1: I don't know. It sounded like, to me like you were gonna say tater something. Have a tater. Have a have a tater. Have a happy day, tater.
0: But don't need um, any. <laughs> that's it, guys. We'll see you on the next one. All right. See ya. Bye.